Lord Buddha here is referring to organisms that have one sense, the sense of touch. No smell, no sight, no taste, no hearing. Touch only. Single-celled organisms as people. Buddhist Books Podcast, episode 109. See, I'm kind of facing the microphone so you can hear me better. Um, Tipitaka, part 48, in which I will be reciting Pakitiya, or expiation, part 9, Roman numeral 9, possibly 10. We'll see how it goes. You might notice I'm in a different location than I was before. I certainly do. Uh, special guest today, Reclining Buddha. Um, in this particular place where Priyal and I are staying, I noticed this statue on one of the, one of the tables here. So Reclining Buddha, see? This alludes to the, the end of Lord Buddha's life. He... Um, he passed away in a place called Kushinagar. And the four major pilgrimage sites for all types of Buddhists are uh, Lumbini uh, in present-day Nepal, where Lord Buddha was born, Bodhgaya, where he sat under the Bodhi tree and attained enlightenment, Sarnath, which is near Varanasi. Sometimes Varanasi is listed as the third uh, pilgrimage site but technically it's Sarnath, which is just outside Varanasi. Maybe it's like within Varanasi, what we would call county in the U.S. Anyway. Um, and then Kushinagar is the fourth one. I have not yet been to Kushinagar. And uh, I don't personally have one of these statues. But since it was here at this house, I thought I would take the opportunity to introduce him as a special guest. Um, the, I'm trying to remember the name, it starts with an N. Those particular white world peace pagodas, those white domes that you'll find everywhere, all over Asia, um, Nepal, India, and elsewhere throughout, I think, Thailand and several other places. Um, they each have four depictions of Siddhartha Gautama, one on each side, and uh, you're probably seeing something right now from my travels. I've been to three, I think, three, possibly four, four, I think, such pagodas. Um, I went to the one in Lumini, the one in Pokhara, a few times, and then the one in Rajgir, and there's one more. I think it was in, yes, Darjeeling. Um, so they have uh, the four, they have Baby Buddha pointing up, 
one side they have uh, Lord Buddha sitting in meditation under the Bodhi tree. On another side they have Lord Buddha sitting with disciples on another side. And then on the fourth side they have reclining Buddha. All right. Shall we get to the reading? All right, let's do that. Expiation, Pakitiya, nine. At one time, the Enlightened One, the Buddha, that's Sophie drinking water. For those with uh, misophonia, just plug your ears. It's not a pleasant sound. Okay, let's, uh, let's move along. At one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord was staying at Savati in the Jetta Grove in Anatta Pindika's monastery. Now, at that time, the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, you remember him, the one with all the robes, came to be making a quarrel with the group of six monks. This should be fun. He, having fallen into the offense of intentional emission of semen, begged the order for probation on account of this offense. The order granted him probation on account of this offense. At a certain, at that time, a certain guild at Savati had food for the order. He, being under probation, sat down in the refectory at the end of a seat. The group of six monks said to these lay followers, quote, Your reverences, this venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, an esteemed dependent of yours, is eating the gift of faith with the very same hand as that which he used to emit semen. He, falling into the offense of intentional emission, begged the order for probation on account of that offense. The order granted him probation on account of that offense, so that, being under probation, he is sitting at the end of a seat. End quote. Those who were modest monks looked down upon, criticized, spread it about, saying, quote, How can this group of six monks speak of a very bad offense of a monk to one who is not ordained. Three dots. Quote, Is it true, as is said, that you, monks, spoke of a very bad offense to a monk, of a monk, to one who is not ordained? It is true, Lord, the enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked them, saying, quote, How can you, foolish men, speak of a monk's very bad offense to one who is not ordained? It is not, foolish men, for pleasing those who are not yet in parentheses pleased. Three dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk should speak of a monk's very bad offense 
To one who is not ordained, except on the agreement of the monks, there is an offense of expiation. End quote. Whatever means, remember last time. Oh, by the way, if this is your first time seeing me, do click there and start with episode one of TV Talking. Monk means, of a monk means, of another monk's. Very bad offense means both the four involving defeat and the thirteen involving a formal meeting of the order. Not ordained means setting aside monk and nun, the rest are called not ordained. Should speak of means should speak of to a woman or to a man or to one who leads the household life, or to one who has gone forth. Except on the agreement of the monks means setting aside the agreement of the monks. There is agreement of the monks limited to offenses, not limited to families. There is agreement of the monks limited to families, not limited to offenses. There is agreement of the monks limited to offenses and limited to families. There is agreement of the monks neither limited to offenses nor limited to families. Limited to offenses means, he says, quote, he should be spoken to concerning just those offenses, end quote. Offenses come to be taken up. Limited to families means, if he says, quote, he should be spoken to among just those families. End quote. Families come to be taken up. Limited to offenses and limited to families means, if he says, quote, he should be spoken to concerning just those offenses among just those families. End quote. Offenses come up, offenses come to be taken up, and families come to be taken up neither limited to offenses nor limited to families means there come to be offenses that are not taken up and there come to be families that are not taken up. In, quote, limited to offenses, end quote, if setting aside those offenses which come to be offenses that are not taken up, he speaks about other offenses, there is an offense of expiation. In, quote, limited to families, end quote, if setting aside those families which come to be families that are not taken up, he speaks among other families, there is an offense of expiation. In, quote, limited to offenses and limited to families, end quote, if setting aside those offenses which come to be offenses that are taken up, and if setting aside those families which come to be families that are taken up, he speaks about other offenses among other families, there is an offense of expiation. In, quote, neither limited to offenses nor limited to families, end quote, there is no offense. If he thinks that it is a very bad offense when it is a very bad offense, and, in parentheses, tells one who is not ordained, except on the agreement of the monks, there is an offense of expiation. If he is in doubt as to whether it is a very bad offense and, in parentheses, tells one who is not ordained except on the agreement of the monks, there is an offense of expiation. 
if he thinks that it is not a very bad offense when it is a very bad offense, and, in parentheses, tells one who is not ordained, except on the agreement of the monks, there is an offense of expiation. If he tells of an offense that is not very bad, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he tells one who is not ordained of a transgression which is very bad, or which is not very bad, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that it is a very bad offense, when it is not a very bad offense, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he is in doubt as to whether it is not a very bad offense, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that it is not a very bad offense, when it is not a very bad offense, there is an offense of wrongdoing. Because he spoke about any offense, right? There is no offense if he speaks of an example but not of an offense. If he speaks of an offense but not of an example. If there is the agreement of the monks, if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer. So you're allowed to talk about the offenses in general, but not to say Larry here did that just last week, and by the way, you touched his hand. Um, the example but not the offense. Was that what it said? Of an example but not an offense. If you say, take Larry here, well, we all know what he did. I don't know. I don't know how to interpret the example without the offense. But the offense without the example seems to me that you're allowed to talk about that there are offenses, but not to say he did it. All right. Well, that sounds reasonable. Sounds like, I mean, one of those things that's probably at least partially motivated by wanting to maintain the order's reputation. Because if the monks all go around spouting to all the lay people about what that monk did and what that monk did and what that monk did, then they're going to get the idea that, oh my god, inside that group, the monks are all doing such terrible things. So many offenses. Murder. Theft. You name it. Right? We've heard about several so far, and we'll hear about several more before we finish the Vinaya Pitaka, no doubt. So it says the ninth at the end. So we just finished the ninth. Shall we move on to the tenth? Let's do it. Expiation. Pakitiya. Ten. At one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord, was at Alavi in the chief shrine at Alavi. Now at that time, the monks of Alavi, making repairs, dug the ground and had it dug. People looked down upon, criticized, spread it about, saying, quote, How can these recluses, sons of the Sakyans, dig the ground and have it dug? Dig dug? Hmm? No. These recluses, sons of the Sakyans, are harming life that is one faculty. And, quote, you might remember this from the Jayan Sutras, but you will not remember it from this, because this is the first time it's being brought up. All right. Monks heard these people who are... Let me double-check that. Mm, no? Oh, maybe it's brought up. Vinaya 3156BD1266F. Scholar stuff. Scribe stuff. I don't get it. All right. Anyway. Monks heard these people, who looked down upon, criticized, spread it about. 
Those who were modest monks looked down upon, criticized, spread it about, saying, quote, How can these monks of Alavi dig the ground and have it dug? End quote. Three dots. Quote, is it true, as is said, that you, monks, dug the ground and had it dug? End quote. Quote, it is true, Lord, they said. End quote, they said. You know. The enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked them, saying, quote, How can you foolish men dig the ground and have it dug? For foolish men, people having consciousness as living beings, are in the ground. It is not foolish men for pleasing those who are not yet in parentheses pleased. Three dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk should dig the ground or have it dug, there is an offense of expiation. So note that Lord Buddha here is referring to organisms that have one sense, the sense of touch. No smell, no sight, no taste, no hearing. Touch only. Single-celled organisms as people. At least in the English translation. I think that's pretty cool. There's people in there. Leave them alone. Don't disturb them. Whatever means, three dots, do you remember last time? Monk means. Ground means. There are two, parentheses, kinds of, close parentheses, ground. Natural ground and artificial ground. Natural ground means pure soil, pure clay. With, in parentheses, few stones. With, in parentheses, few pebbles. With, in parentheses, few potsherds. With, in parentheses, little gravel. With, in parentheses, little sand. Almost all soil. Almost all clay. Natural, natural ground is also called not burnt. And whatever heap of soil or heap of clay is left in parentheses damp for more than four months, this too is called natural ground, right? We've all had that experience where you leave a bag of, I don't know, something, fertilizer, and over time it starts to grow plants, there's a little community inside. Anybody? Artificial ground means pure stone, pure pebbles, pure potsherds, pure gravel, pure sand, little soil, little clay, almost all stones, almost all pebbles, almost all potsherds, almost all gravel, almost all sand. Artificial ground is also called burnt. And whatever heap of soil or heap of clay is, left in parentheses, damp, for less than four months, this too is called artificial ground. Hmm. Alright. Should dig means, if he himself digs, there is an offense of expiation. Should have, it in parentheses, dug, means... If he commands another, there is an offense of expiation. 
commanding once, if he then digs many times, there is an offense of expiation. If he thinks that it is ground when it is ground, and, in parentheses, digs it or has it dug, or breaks it or has it broken, or burns it or has it burnt, there is an offense of expiation. If he is in doubt as to whether it is ground and, in parentheses, digs it, three dots, or has it burnt, there is an offense of expiation. If he thinks that it is not ground when it is ground, and, in parentheses, digs it, three dots, or has it burnt, there is no offense. If he thinks that it is ground when it is not ground, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he is in doubt as to whether it is not ground, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that it is not ground when it is not ground, there is no offense. There is no offense if he speaks saying, quote, Find this, give this, convey this, this is wanted, make this allowable. End quote. If it was unintentional, if, open parenthesis, he was, close parenthesis, not thinking, if he did not know, if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer, the tenth. This is its key. Keep your eye right here. Lying, insulting speech, slander, lines, then two on lying down. Except a learned man, parentheses be present, close parentheses, facts, very bad offense, digging. This is the first division of the rules of expiation. Cool. All right, we've got divisions in this one, too, but there's 92, so we know they're not all divisions of 10. It's fun. we got to have some of this stuff going. I wonder how I'll do that. Some over here, some here. Yeah, and then the title. That's probably what I did, isn't it? Tenses. Time. It's weird, isn't it? Let's do one more so we can start the next section and see what, what subtle differences there are between it and the previous section, those ten. Expiation, Pakitia, 11. At one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord, was staying at Sabati, or staying at Alavi, in the chief shrine at Alavi. Now at that time, the monks of Ilavi, making repairs, were cutting down trees and having them cut down. And a certain monk of Ilavi cut down a tree, and the Devata, living in that tree, said to this monk, quote, Do not, honored sir, desiring to make an abode for yourself, cut down my abode, end quote. This monk, having not seen Ferngully, no, I added that part. This monk, taking no notice, cut it down, and in doing so, struck the arm of that Devata's son. Then it occurred to that Devata, quote, What now if I, just here, should deprive this monk of life? End quote. Then it occurred to that Devata, quote, 
But this would not be suiting in me, that I were just here to deprive this monk of life. What now if I were to tell this matter to the Lord? Oh, good thinking, Devada. I approve. End quote. Then this Devada approached the Lord, and having approached, she told this matter to the Lord. Quote, Very good, Devata. It is good that you, Devata, did not deprive this monk of life. If today you, Devata, had deprived this monk of life, you, Devata, would also have produced much demerit. You go, Devata. In a certain place there is a solitary tree. Go you into it. End quote. People looked down upon, criticized, spread it about, saying, quote, How can these recluses, sons of the Sakyans, cut down trees and have them cut down? These recluses, sons of the Sakyans, are harming life that is one faculty. End quote. Monks heard these people who looked down upon, criticized, spread it about. Those who were modest monks looked down upon, criticized, spread it about, saying, quote, How can these monks of Alabi cut down trees and have them cut down? End quote. Quote, Is it true, as is said, that you, monks, cut down trees and had them cut down? End quote. Quote, It is true, Lord, they said. The Enlightened One, the Lord, rebuked them, saying, quote, How can you, foolish men, cut down trees and have them cut down? It is not foolish men. For pleasing those who are not yet in parentheses pleased. Three dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. For destruction of vegetable growth, there is an offense of expiation. End quote. What will they eat? Oh, alms, right? Okay. Vegetable growth means there are five kinds of propagation. Parentheses, what is, close parentheses, propagated from roots, propagated from stems, propagated from joints, propagated from cuttings, and fifthly, parentheses, what is, close parentheses, propagated from seeds. Propagated from roots means turmeric, ginger, orris root, white orris root, garlic, black helleborn, couscous, nutgrass, or whatever others are born from a root, arise from a root. This means propagated from roots. Propagated from stems means the fig tree, the bunion tree, quote, uh, uh, parentheses, a kind of, close parentheses, fig tree, parentheses, another kind of, close parentheses, fig tree, the Indian cedar wood, the wood apple, or whatever others are born from a stem, arise from a stem. This means propagated from stems. Propagated from joints means sugarcane, bamboo, reeds, or whatever others are born from a knot, arise from a knot, K-N-O-T. This means propagated from joints. Propagated from cuttings means basil, camel grass, a kind of Andropogon, or 
whatever others are born from a cutting, arise from a cutting. This means propagated from cuttings. Propagated from seeds means grain, pulses, or whatever others are born from a seed, arise from a seed. This means propagated from seeds. If he thinks that it is a seed when it is a seed, and, in parentheses, cuts it, or has it cut, or breaks it, or has it broken, or cooks it, or has it cooked, there is an offense of expiation. If he is in doubt as to whether it is a seed, and, in parentheses, cuts it, three dots, or has it cooked, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that it is not a seed when it is a seed, and, in parentheses, cuts it, three dots, or has it cooked, there is no offense. If he thinks that it is a seed when it is not a seed, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he is in doubt as to whether it is not a seed, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that it is not a seed when it is not a seed, there is no offense. There is no offense if he speaks, saying, quote, find this, give this, convey this, this is wanted, make this allowable. And quote. If it was unintentional, if, parentheses, he was, close parentheses, not thinking, if he did not know, if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer. All right. And then it says the first. So I guess we've begun the counting over again, even though uh, this is Pakitia 11. It's the first of this next set of ten. So that's interesting. I, I know, I mean, I remember from various stories that there are Mahayana monks who are who cook uh, rice for the other monks, um, and Zen monks who do the same. So this must be something unique to the early days. The early original monks of 2,600 years ago were not allowed to prepare food, basically. You're not allowed to kill an animal and you're not allowed to kill a plant. Um, there's a lot of people who kind of usually ingest, um, criticize vegans by saying, if you're so concerned about killing, what about killing all the vegetables? And they go, oh, haha, vegetables don't have feelings. But Lord Buddha is like uh, Mahavir, his mentor, sorry, maybe, allegedly, allegedly, uh, has compassion for those microscopic beings or those one faculty beings that live within the vegetable, if not for the vegetable itself. So that's very interesting. Um, if you noticed, by the way, that if you're watching especially, and maybe sound-wise, like that, it just happened there. And again, again, it happened there. Um, I've been uh, going silent and freezing in place when the motorcycles and scooters are about to go by on the street that's right there so as to uh, limit the amount of noise pollution in this episode, especially since I'm, this is going to be one of those where I'm kind of talking away from the microphone. So for those of you on the podcast, I apologize for the sound quality of this one. Um, we'll see about improving it a little bit in the next uh, recording. I'm going to be at this location for the next nine days, so maybe there's a time of day uh, where it's both not too hot and not too much traffic we'll see we'll see and enough light of course um, 
Well, thank you all, as always, for going on this ride with me. This one was uh, fun, interesting, kind of made you go, huh, but nothing too horrifying. So I will go ahead and close. To the north and to the south, to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us, and to the spirits below, we send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be in peace. Until next time.